But hello, Brenna. Hello, Maureen. I have to start out this episode with a shout out, actually, and a thank you. Because, yeah, so uh, to let you guys behind the scenes, the way we do this um, is, you know, Maureen does the majority of the research and the reading. Um, I do a little bit with the cat packs, but she does the majority of it because she reads the books and rereads them um, and has all the warrior knowledge. Uh, And then I do the editing. um, And then it used to be that Maureen does, like, the posting um, because I I do, like, the episode write-ups and Maureen posting gets it all ready. Um, but recently I've had access to the account and then have been posting episodes. So last week I messed up and I, um, didn't update the photo because the episode photo just automatically goes with our first image, um, from the first arc. And I left that and not the amazing new art that Maureen did for this arc. And a listener, um, actually reached out and let me, let us know via our email, wcwitcast um at gmail.com uh that listener uh is ravenheart and uh they told me a little bit about their warrior oc uh their oc is uh ravenheart is from thunderclan and their bff is a kitty pet named lotus and it's, I, I know i was like that's so awesome lotus is such a cute cat name too um especially for a kitty pet so yeah thank you so much for letting us know and remember folks if you want to get in contact with us um a great way to do that is uh via our email wcwitcast at gmail.com you can also uh see us on twitter at wcwitcast sorry my cat her tail was wrapped around my uh my pop filter i was like no no. (laughs) my cat my jinx she has been so you know i work up in our um in our four season and uh we have a guest bed in there and i she has a little she has her own heating pad because she's a spoiled old lady and we love her so much so when we have the heating pad like wrapped in a shirt so we can like because you can't really clean the heating pad so we have like a shirt wrapped around it to one make sure she doesn't like hurt herself with the heat and two so we can change Mm -hmm. it out when it gets like covered in her fur but my mom also has a space heater slash fan so i turned on that space heater and like turned on her little heating pad and she was in heaven and this week um since it's been so cold i've brought her heater into my room in like the little corner of my bed uh by my head and the other day she slept the whole night with me like usually if like my door is shut um like if it's open she'll just leave but i accidentally left it shut and usually she'll like tap on me or meow at me to wake me up so she can leave but she i woke up and she was still right there like asleep beside me and i was like Well, mine, uh, I got her a harness, and we've been going on little yard adventures. Mm -hmm. So she's been uh, getting a little taste of that warrior cat life. Maybe on the Twitter we should share some of the photos we have. I could share one of mine of Sleeping Jinx, and you could share one of your your. Although it sucks. It sucks because we can't do that now because it's too dangerous to go outside because there's so much smoke. Yeah. I live in a yellow hell. It's real nasty outside. It's, like, yellow. Uh, that's, yeah. Wow, I can it's actually dark. tell. Yeah. No, I can tell. I, I, could, I could tell. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, don't, don't do fire things when you are in a dry state during fire season. Yeah, luckily, um, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky because there's no big fires around me. Yeah. It's just that all of the smoke from California and Oregon and eastern Washington 
are coming on up. Like, there was a bunch of smoke over the Pacific, and then the wind changed, and now it's over me. So it's supposed to be, by Wednesday, it's supposed to be, um, you know, just unhealthy for sensitive people. Which is still me. Still still not great. (laughs) No. It sucks because the weather was really nice this week, and, you know, I want to, you know, open my windows, and I like to sit outside during my break and read. Yeah, because it's the last few weeks of summer, too. And I'm like, oh, just the little things. And now it's just smoke. Well, let's uh, escape into a fantasy let's world. Let's escape. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletong. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Last time. Last time. We got, um, we got warrior names, we and did. we got a cryptic message that won't be relevant yeah. to you for a few we, years. We, we took, we took a, a step forward and then a step into the future and nowhere. We I th- wanted to know, we wanted to know what happened to Sky Clan. We did, and I, I really Sky thought Clan. we were going to get that. I really thought. I honestly did too been a while since i've read this book <laughs> you were like oh you're like oh finally we're going to hear about this and you're like no oh, i forgot wait. about this weird part i thought this came at the end of the book it would make sense uh i guess but you know why make sense when you can be warrior cats yeah speaking of being a warrior cat firestar slept fitfully and woke to a chilled breeze Oh, uh-oh. Probably because he got, like, another cryptic message from, like, another source. It's not just, like, his dead girlfriend or, like, his medicine cat or a ghost of a cat. Um, It's also now this guy. <laughs> yeah, just this old like, guy. Like, how many more people are going to give him prophetic, um, I was about to say prophetic prophecies. How many more people are going to give him prophetic messages before he's like, okay, I'm done. Only Okay, one of you. Only, only... Only one of you can do this. I can't handle five of you doing this. I was thinking He doesn't even get that many from his own medicine cat. No. Like, I'm trying to think. Has she ever given him a... She she got the pack, pack, kill, kill. But that was before (laughs) he was leader. How how creepy and terrible. (laughs) She's like, here's the one. And I hate it. She's gonna get one starting at the next series for him. I guess. Anyways, yes. I was thinking about it. You know what? I thought it'd be really cool if, um, I'm sure this has also been thought up by other people, but it would be cool if for each of his nine lives, because, you know, he was given nine lives by nine different cats. Right. And it would be cool if for each of, like, the life a cat gave him, they would be his spirit guide. Oh, that would be cool. Because, like, they did yeah, all they have, did. like, different lessons to teach him. Um, yeah. And it'd be nice to see, like, it'd be an interesting arc that, like, he each, he has that lesson tested. Because they just kind of told yeah. him, like, you know, value, strength. And he's like, all right. But he didn't, like, learn how to do that. Yeah. And it's like. I mean, he did on... reference 
when he had went through something like that or why that cat would have said that to him. Yeah, like, definitely. I mean, he was even um, thinking a lot about uh, Brindleface during this yeah. book, you know, when he when she gave him the love of a mother. Right. So, you know, but it'd be, it'd be cool if they were physically, because, you know, we've got a lot of spotted leaf this book, but, like, yeah, for I forget some what reason. I think she gave for him. For some reason, we're still getting spotted leaf. Yeah, so it'd be cool if we could mix things up. Just a little, please. And I don't know which way I'd want. I don't know if I'd want to start with Blue Star or end with Blue Star. I, oh, gosh. Might be better. It might be better to start that way because that's when he needs more guidance. And then, like, at the end, it'd be Red Tail and they could just be, like, chilling like bros. Like, you got this under control, man. Thanks for bringing me justice. Yeah, but I would say, like, I think it might be better if it ended with Blue Star because his relationship with Blue Star, it did resolve a little bit in the end. But yeah. But that was, like, so, I think it'd be more interesting if after a very long time he finally is faced with Blue Star and they actually have to resolve their relationship, you know, and not just oh, have, like, a, too. I changed my mind. <clears throat> you know. I think there are merits for going both ways. Yes. So, uh, anyways, leaf fall can't be far, just like now. Oh so man, fall if they don't hurry up, coming. he's gonna have to go back during leaf bear. That's not fun. His little peeps would get cold. Yeah, I don't know if they would like like it. So he tries to forget his fears from the night before. The meaning of Skywatcher's prophecy was hidden in the moons to come. There was nothing he could do about it now. So, you know, that's, I guess he's got a lot of other stuff going on, so that's probably a healthy way to handle that. Yeah. So Clovertail and her kits had gotten settled into the nursery, so there was room for the Sky Clan warriors to share the cave with him and Sandstorm. Firestar prods Sharpclaw and tells him it's time for a dawn patrol. He also wakes Leaf Dapple. And he says that they'll fetch Cherry Paw and Sparrow Paw and patrol the borders. Oh, it's gonna take me a minute to remember who these all are. This is this is, this is gonna right. be worse than like when Rusty turned into a uh, Fire Paw, because like with Rusty it was just one, but now it's everyone. A lot. I think I'm. I know who. I know who. I know who they are. Yeah. Well, Leaf Dapple says they don't have any. Well, we're gonna get some. Get. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna make some borders that uh, that is true they they have not yet established those and i no. guess they have to be sure that they don't like step on any toes of the the rogues and the folks who didn't want to join you know yes so they go and fetch the apprentices firestar was a bit worried because this was their first night away from their two legs uh, but they stayed up all night they, they they ate a bunch of sugar they drink a bunch of pop. <laughs> right. They they told each other scary stories. Even after Firestar said not to do that, you can't. She's too young for that kind of stories. <sighs> oh, it was a wild night. And Cherry Paw shoots out of the cave and asks if they're going hunting because she's starving. Yep, she's 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 so ready. I love her. Well, elders and nursing queens eat first. Sharpclaw tells her with a glance at Firestar. <laughs> He's like, "See, I listen. I know things. I'm gonna be a great I'm... mentor." I feel like now he's like, "I have to prove myself." I kind of like right? that. I'm growing as a person. I'm. I see. <laughs> I listen. I. I am good boy. 
I'm becoming the best warrior I can be. He's like, I want to be leader, please, God. Trust me. Firestar says that's right, but Sandstorm will lead a hunting patrol for the rest of the clan. And they're on Dawn Patrol. They could pick something up on the way. Which, I guess I'm unclear about the whole clan. Okay, yeah, it's because they it's the rules to... don't make any sense, and they keep changing. I mean, that makes, I think, I guess maybe it depends on the season, I would say. Because, like, oh, if Prey is rich, then, yeah, you can catch yourself something while you're on Dawn Patrol, and there's still plenty for everybody else. But then if it's, like, Leaf Bear, where literally everybody is starving, you better not. Yep. So, you know, warriors, use your best judgment. Well, and then Cherry Paws is like, are we allowed to do that? And Firestar says, sure, it's only hunting patrols who have to bring their fresh kill back for the clan. And, which, <laughs> like we just said... And 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 literally, her mentors over here are like, I don't know, I just started doing this yesterday. And she's like, me too. <laughs> It's like when you're a student well, who gets a new teacher and you're like, so, first day for you too, huh? And they're like, yeah. Right. Well, good, Sparrowpaw says, coming out behind Cherrypaw. Let's go. So Firestar leads them past Skywatcher's Den to where they had saved Clovertail and her kits from the fox. And he says that they'll set their first borders here. Then any cat that comes will know it's their territory. Mm. And if they keep renewing the marks over a few moons... A really strong scent builds up. Oh God! Y'all don't have not... y'all, you guys don't have dirt sand here. No, this is whenever they say about set borders. What he means is I'm gonna pee on the. No, top. I know, I know, I know, and I'm imagining like being a kitty pet, being like, "Ooh, nasty! Um, this is what I signed nasty up pee for." Sand. Okay, I guess Firestar shivers when he first came to the forest the borders had been settled for season upon seasons but the decisions he made now today this morning would affect sky clan for seasons to come yep he's never had to like make borders before yeah you have a lot of opportunity here to mess up my dude (laughs) leafbabble asks if other cats respect the boundaries and he starts that they may get trouble from rogues and Sharpclaw says they'll soon teach him to stay out of their territory. All right, Sharpclaw, your enthusiasm is great, but maybe a little, maybe, you know, maybe tone it down like a little. Or get them to join us, Leaf Dapple suggests. They were rogues themselves, like, literally yesterday. I like so. the way she thinks, this one. They come to a boulder, and Firestar decides it's a good place for another scent marker. I like that boulder. It's a nice boulder. Shrek reference. Thank you, Brenna, for blessing us with that Shrek. I'm always here. I'm always here to reference Shrek. Or Shrek the Musical. AKA, it could have been a lesbian musical if Broadway wasn't cowards. Cowards. We don't have time for me to get into that. That's true. It would be the whole rest of the episode. Maybe a bonus episode one day. Yeah, about- You can take me scene by scene through Shrek the Musical. Well, I, I don't even need that. If you follow me on Twitter, That's you already know why Legally Blonde the musical could be or easily be a lesbian musical as well. But anyway, I don't need to talk about it, but uh, anyway. Elle Woods is bisexual. Anyway, anyway. He says it's good to have a marker you can see, as well as scent. Cherry Paw asks if she can do it. Please, please, can I pee on that rock, please? Firestar says okay. She saw how he did it. 
Yep, she saw how he peed. Yep, she's the cherry paw. She knows peed on the rock. <laughs> well, Firestar led them further along the cliff. <laughs> this is like out of context. This is such a weird scene. Well, I mean, of course they don't say pee, but I just want to be explicitly clear what's happening here. They use like, oh, you saw me mark the border. You can set this one. Or <laughs> they're peeing. They're peeing. We know. They come to the woodland area where he had spoken to the rogues, and Firestar says he wants to include some of these woods, since it's the best for prey, but he doesn't want to step on any cat's tails from the rogues who didn't want to join them. They aren't looking for a fight. Leaf Dapple nods. If they stay on good terms with them, some might change their minds. Cherrypaw and Sparrowpaw stop to hunt. Sharkclaw says they'd head for the stream, because if they make that the border, Rainfur and Lichen's dens will be outside the territory. Well, Firestar asks, what about Tangle? Tangle? Leaf Dapple says, the old mean cat. Oh, right, I Very mean. Leaf Dapple says, Tangle shifts his den every moon. If he doesn't like being inside their territory, he can move outside it. Tangle and me are very similar. I can see myself being like him when I'm older. (laughs) Resistant to change and angry. No, he changes his den every moon. But for some reason, he didn't want to join the clan. No. You know, he's a he's an okay then independent and angry. Firestar nods, but reminds himself to tell the warriors later not to attack the rogues on Sky Clan territory, not until they'd been given plenty of time to get used to the idea of the clan's presence in the woods. Yeah, it's not great to like establish a new country and then immediately attack your neighbors. Historically, that has been noted to be a bad move. Multiple times over. So, and he knows Sharpclaw would like to throw down probably right away. So he's like, gotta remind them not to later. Well, Cherrypaw caught a blackbird and trotted back to the group. She laid it at Sharpclaw's paws. For you, she says, dipping her head respectfully. He's not your king! Sharpclaw stares at her, and then the prey, before managing to thank her and tell her, Good catch. I imagine he's like, he doesn't like really like wolves or whatever she caught, and like he's- like, Blackbird? Oh. He's just like, Blackbird, blackbird. Well, Sparrowpaw, not to be outdone, brings his catch to Leaf Dapple before going to hunt for his own. And Firestar- is so pleased to see them trying to act like proper clan cats that he decides not to tell them that apprentices usually don't catch prey for their mentors. It's like watching little kids, um, like, pretend to be, like, try to be proper and be like, yeah, and, like, they, like, pull out a chair and they're like, I'll pour it for you, and they pour it all on the ground. But imagine, so Firestar doesn't mention that there, so what if this just becomes a Sky Clan tradition? Yeah. Where, like, you're either, like, your first hunt out with your mentor, you have to catch something for them. You know what? That's how things are established. Yeah. So good. So they place another marker, so they pee on something else, and go to the far side of the cliff towards Two Light Place. He, he pees at the old fox den where Skywatcher told him he used to mark the old border. So that was where the old border with Sky Clan was. Um, then the patrol goes as far as the barn. Firestar doesn't like this barn. He's never gonna like this barn. 
but at least now it was outside Sky Clan borders. And then he leads them back towards camp. Sandstorm greets them as they approach the cliff, and she said, well, she thought they must have gone on patrol, and Cherry Paw announces they set up borders. She peed everywhere. Sandstorm says, good. We'll have to show the rest of them. The prey has been plenty. And Sandstorm lowers her voice so only Firestar can hear and tells him that there's one thing worrying her. There's been no sign of Skywatcher this morning. He died. Oh my god, I can't believe he literally just croaked. And we didn't even get to hear her. What? Oh! Apprehension claws at Firestar's belly, thinking about last night. Sandstorm says he should go check on him. He should be here in camp, not stuck out in that excuse for a den. Firestar says he'll go right away. A drizzle starts as Firestar approaches the den. He sees no movement. Oh, he maybe really, he's out hunting. He really did just. He really did. Be like, I'll keep my secrets, but here's a message. I can't believe it. But as he draws closer, he spots some gray fur behind the roots. He calls out to Skywatcher. There's no reply. Oh my god, maybe he's just sleeping really hard. He comes to the mouth of the den. The old cat is curled up in the back, pressed against the earth. Skywatcher, Firestar repeats. The Grey Warrior doesn't move. Firestar draws in a breath with a sudden understanding and goes to Skywatcher's side and laid a paw on his shoulder. Somehow, he looked even smaller than when he was alive. Grief claws at Firestar's heart. How many parental figures will die? Like, him and Harry Potter have like a run for their money. I know, but it's just like, I can't believe I literally predicted it last episode. Also, <laughs> I can't believe he died before we found out, like, the Sky Clan secrets. This sucks. It does kind of I suck. mean, he does have, like, an opportunity to talk to ghosts. Also, <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Clan Life. Now we're going to talk about, well, you've learned about border patrols, you've learned about hunting patrols, now learn about what we do when someone dies. We're getting a lot of these lessons in fast. <laughs> Congratulations. You guys, hey, a naming ceremony and a burial ceremony in the first and, like, the same 48 hours. Hooray! It's like a tutorial times 20. Maybe the old cat had only clung to life until he could see SkyClan restored. And Firestar hoped he died happy, knowing his dream had been fulfilled. Goodbye, my friend. He choked on his words as he ran his tail along Skywatch. This hurts. May Star Clan light your path. He's like, I hope Star Clan can reach over here. We haven't really established. Maybe he's going to be the only one up there. And he's like, Oh man, this is lonely. He's just up in the stars, like, hello. I hope. I hope the old Sky Clan cats are like, Hey man, your mom's not here. She doesn't go to heaven because she's not a believer. What? (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to explore that at all, are we? That's kind of messed up. Back at camp, Firestar calls the cats to the rock pile and tells them that he has bad news. Skywatcher is dead. Sharpclaw says that that is bad news. The clan will be weaker without his experience to guide them. 
grief washes over Firestar again as he sees most of the cats giving one another blank looks. Was that Scratchclaw who said that? Sharpclaw, yeah. Oh, Sharpclaw. <laughs> Watch me combine all of his names together. But that that's actually very true and a very wise mm-hmm. observation. This guy... This guy has great uh, realization. But few felt any real sense of loss. Sandstorm meets him once he comes down from the rock pile and pushes her nose into his fur. And she says he can't blame them. They hardly knew Skywatcher. And many only just realized he wasn't a mad old nuisance. In fact, most of them bullied him relentlessly. Firestar says he knows, but they need to understand how much he did for his clan. He asked Patchfoot to help him and Sandstorm bring Skywatcher's body back to camp. The clan gathered as they laid him gently at the foot of the rock pile. Now we're going to start a new tradition where before the sharing of tongues, we're going to share stories too. And like talk about all the good things that person did. That would be good. Yeah, it's I, I there is kind of a missing of a eulogy. Because like, I, I mean, Fireheart really didn't know um, like all the things Redtail did until post post death yeah he had to like figure it all out if people like were open about it and was like hey this guy like did this and this it it might have been a little easier to solve a mystery (laughs) hey guys maybe be a little bit more open again oral oral tradition should be more alive and well we need a like a a story keeper or something like that in the clan yes a lore keeper Clover is telling her kids that they have to stay up all night. Whatever happens, they mustn't go to sleep. What will happen? A dog's gonna get you. Firestar is surprised the former loner had heard of the custom of keeping vigil. No, that's alright, he tells her. Kids don't need to stay awake. Wait. Clovertail stares at him, bristling. Do you want my kids to die? She screeched. What? Your kids aren't in danger. Short Whisker shivers and says, no, she's right. You have to stay awake the night a cat dies. Otherwise, you die too. Wait, I'm sorry. Hang on. <laughs> His mother told him that. <laughs> is, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, is this just like a light, like, weird misunderstanding? Or is this some weird, like, uh, like, uh, strange, like, perversion of, like, the clan um, traditions that, like, got taken in by the loners and the rogues. Sharpclaw says, it's true. Remember Foxy? He went to sleep the night his brother died, and a couple days later, a monster got him. Leafed Apple says, she remembers that. Firestar says it's not true. He's intrigued by this superstition and would kind of like to talk to them about it later, because he is thinking that it must have sprung from clan traditions. So he thinks that it probably came from the vigil tradition. You know what? That's really fascinating because language kind I love of that. works like that. And yeah. language is this thing we're going to talk about today in our <gasps> cat fact. Yes. Okay. So that actually ties in very beautifully because um, like we've kind of show, seen in our other past cat facts, when we're talking about cat sayings or cat quotes... Um, like, uh, the way language evolves is pretty fascinating, and today's saying we're going to be looking at is raining like cats and dogs. 
Maureen, do you know yes. what that means? It means that it's raining real hard. Yeah, it, it basically means it's, it's just pouring out there so hard. Um, and this saying first originally um, was first recorded in 1651 in a collection of poems by Henry Vaughan. Um, and it was written out, uh, dogs and cats rained in showers. Um, and then it was written again in 1653, uh, but it was written out as dogs and polecats. And polecats are actually a type of weasel. They're pretty similar to ferrets in Britain. Hmm. Um, and then, but it, it grew in popularity in 1738 when Jonathan Swift, um, used the phrase, in the complete collection of genteel and ingenious conversation, which was a satire of upper class conversation. It's like, oh, a bunch of hearty twenty people are like, here's what they talk about. And uh, oh. so he wrote out, um, you know, it's raining like cats and dogs. Um, and around the time, there were other phrases similar to it, but that did not get as popular. Um, and these were like raining pitchforks, raining stir rods. And like, it's basically, it's raining so hard that like, it looks like rods basically. Um, huh. Yeah, so Jonathan Swift, it was it, it wasn't certain though. Um, he didn't. It wasn't certain if he was like just repeating something he heard, or it was a cliche. Because the origin of the saying is actually not known. There's actually just a couple of theories. So I think I know one of them. Okay, um, because what's interesting about this is there are theories that are believed, and then there are theories that have been proven to be false. Um, oh yeah so there's a, a folk et etymology which um, basically means um, it's not real etymology um, or I should say it's like pseudo etymology where it's like this is what people believed but it's that there's actually not a lot of proof of that or and but crazy mm -hmm. thing about these theories is that there's not like proof that this is definitely where it came from it's just what we assume and you know they can't be disproven so one of the theories well I'm actually interested what is the one that you've heard I've heard the one where, like, it's raining so hard all the cats fall off the roofs. Okay, yeah, that's actually, um, the one that has been, that has been disproven. Um, nice. So, it's not, like, people have believed that, but that's because it, um, came from the time where there were thatched roofs, and that the mm -hmm. cats and dogs would be hiding up there, uh, away from the rain. Why the dogs? I can see the cats. I don't know how a dog gets on So that's roof. why it's been disproven, because the thing about thatched <laughs> yeah. roofs is that, you know, they'd be, like, hiding up in, like, the attic sp space under the thatched roofs, and then it rains so hard that they have to run out. Um, but the thing about thatched roofs is even though they're made out of, like, um, natural stuff like fiber and, like, grasses, they are, in essence, waterproof because they were used mm -hmm. to store things like people and like they like people were in these houses and um they had like grains and stuff so it had to be waterproof so it doesn't make sense yeah that they would the only way it makes sense is if they were like asleep under the awnings and they ran off which mm -hmm. they the cats and dogs wouldn't seek shelter from rain there um yeah i mean i would just i just think like cats on top of roofs just because they're cats and they can get up there and they yeah. like to be high but i don't know why a dog would be on top of a right. roof right so, um yeah no not much sense so let's explore the theories that are also seen um so let's start with the nasty one um oh love a nasty yeah one. because this love one nasty theory was actually written out by jonathan smith the same writer who popularized the theories um and in one of his books he wrote about um 
dead animals being washed away in gutters during a lot of rainfalls. So, like it rained so hard that the animals that had like died in the gutter be like washed away. Um, this one's less commonly believed. Uh, they just p possibly think it was like used, but it was used at the same time as Jonathan Smith uh, uh, Swift. So it probably didn't originate the phrase. Um, and mm. it's shown that the phrase is older than that. So another theory is that it has basis in Norse mythology. So Odin, the god of storms, um, not Thor, Thor's the god of thunder. Odin's the god of storms. Um, okay. And he's often pictured with dogs and wolves running with him. So dogs, storms, and witches rode oh. brooms during storms. So, and the witches are often associated with black cats. So dogs and cats, reading like cats and dogs, would be Odin and the witches teaming up to make like an absolute gale <laughs> of a thunderstorm. Like just so hard. It's it's Odin and the witches just making a, 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 a terrible storm. Just if you're going to have your cat on your broom, please, please use, like, a baby Bjorn or something to, to tuck it in and <laughs> keep it safe. You don't want your cat coming down with the rain. Safety is no accident. Another place that it may, uh, is also believed to possibly originate from is uh, the Greek expression uh, katadoxa. Um, and katadoxa roughly translate into, translates into contrary to belief or experience. Um, so, like, it's raining so hard, you can't believe it. Yeah, so, like, you know, uh, Catadoxa. So, that became cat and dogs. Oh. Um, another uh, sort of, like, corrupted language theory is it's possibly from the um, uh, outdated, so it's a word that's no longer used. It has uh, roots in Latin and Greek, but the, the word catadupe, um, and that is a really old English word that means waterfalls. So, oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, so it's, it's raining like waterfalls out there. Um, so, but no one actually knows specifically what it is. The only thing we know that it's not is the thatched roof one, just because thatched roofs aren't, they don't let water in. So it doesn't make sense that the animals, like, possibly but it, it doesn't seem to be a common enough occurrence that that is what caused the turn of phrase um but yeah. it is it is a common belief um uh, i didn't know there was such a thing as folk etymology so um i was excited to learn that uh but another thing i was excited to learn is that this phrase um similar versions of it pop up in different languages and i pulled out some of my favorite examples so Oh, um, please. There are examples where it's like just it's raining like cat and dogs, but that's the English version. Uh, the Afrikaans and similarly the Welsh version of this phrase, it is raining like old women with clubs, or in Welsh, it's raining like old women with sticks. That's so good. <laughs> so uh, in Cant uh, Cantonese, um, it is raining dogs poo. All yep. right, for all the people who put dogs poo on their roofs. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It's I guess the the, the dog's poo uh, is just really wet. I don't know, or it's just it's raining so hard it sucks like dog poop. I don't know. Like dog poop isn't pleasant and the rain isn't pleasant. Um, in Albanian, God is peeing. All right. Yep. Yeah. Um, in Hebrew, uh, it's rain of anxiety. It's just it's all right. Anxious. Um, Portuguese. And another similar phrase in Spanish. In Portuguese, it's raining like snakes and lizards. And in Spanish, it's raining like toads and snakes. 
So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I I found those. If you want to go look look on the Wikipedia page because they list out for like if you have a, a language a secondary language or your first language that um, you speak, I would definitely like to look it up because there are a lot just on the wiki page for um, uh, it raining cat and dogs etymology. And, um, I, I, that was my main source here. And I also, my other main source was on, um, the, I thought this was interesting. It was, uh, an article written for the Library of Congress. So. Oh. Yeah. Important. So, yeah. What is, what is your favorite theory of where it came from? Um, I think I like, I like that. What is it? Doxa. Catadoxa. The Greek phrase. Catadoxa. Yes, I like that one. Or the waterfall one. Or I like the, I like the, like a child heard somebody say it and thinks it's like, like bone apple tea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's very good. I like, I, I like, like the idea of Odin and witches teaming up to make a really nasty storm. But I also, yeah, I also like watching, and similar to what we're talking about, something that originally what meant something in one language or one society but it means something new in a different society much like the cats who are now all afraid to go to because they have belief that if they go to sleep the day after someone dies they'll die which is is it's interesting because like i don't know a lot about this but um there's a lot of different traditions around the world when it comes to death you know there's like sitting Mm -hmm. uh, sitting uh shiva or shiva i don't sorry can't pronounce i'm sorry um or there's like certain um certain places where you stay with the body and like you wash it and dress it and like you stay in the home mm-hmm. with the body you know so does firestar ask them about it he, or is he just making a mental note to ask about well, them later he's making a mental note he's like this is interesting but he says that they stay awake yeah like we do that but it's to honor the fallen cat on their journey the star clan it doesn't have anything to do with believing they'll die if they don't and sandstorm says that not every cat sits vigil for the whole night just those closest to them but tonight she thinks that the whole clan should do it because there aren't many of us i i i i understand their anxiety i mean it's something to like some 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 weird guy comes and just like, no, no, this is wrong. You won't, after you've had this fear instilled with you for, like, years. I'm gonna stick with my tradition, because I'm scared. Well, Sparrowpaw asks if they were kin, those of them with SkyClan blood. And Firestar says, yes, they are. They were his kin. They'll all keep watch tonight. Then in the morning, they'll bury him. Usually the elders do that. But Sandstorm and him will do it for Skywatcher. Cherrypaw says that she'd like to help. They never told him they were sorry for calling him names. And Sparrowpaw adds miserably that he wishes that they had. Sandstorm touches her nose to his ear and says that she thinks he knew. He watched them become clan apprentices, and that's what he wanted most of all, to see his clan be made strong again. And then a ghost figure, ah, but I didn't want it to be those jerks. (laughs) (laughs) The clan gathered around Skywatcher as the sun set. Firestar and Sandstorm had their noses pushed into his fur. The rest of the clan sat a little ways away. But as the night went on, the clan grew restless. Clovertail whispers to him, uh, to Firestar, that she's sorry. But it's getting cold, and if he's sure it's safe to sleep, 
She'd like to take her kids back to the cave. She's putting a lot of trust into you, man. I hope you recognize that. Yeah. Sharpclaw also rises and follows her to the dens. Short Whisker and Patchfoot were mewing quietly to each other. Short Whisker moved farther downstream to sit by himself. And for all their good intentions, Cherrypaw and Sparrowpaw were asleep. Okay, but they tried. Yeah. It's it's when you're when you're that young, it's it's when you're a teen, it's hard to stay awake. Your body needs a lot of sleep, so they're still mm-hmm. growing. Only Leaf Dapple remained, eyes fixed on the stars. Firestar suppresses a sigh. These cats didn't understand what it meant to live the life of a warrior and follow the warrior code. They need to learn the importance of the vigil and so many other things before they would truly be a clan. But they did trust him when he said they wouldn't die if they slept tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, that's so, like... So, like, that's a win. That's like... Where it starts, like that's, that's good. That's so huge. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I don't know. I don't really... I'm trying to think about, like, some weird superstition I have. Oh, I just thought of mine. Tell me. Um, when every time I'm on a plane... Um, before the plane takes off, I always read through the emergency pamphlet they have. And oh. when the plane takes off, I have to have both feet on the ground of the plane, you know? Oh. Yeah. So if you, it, I, cause I, I don't like plane, t- plane takeoffs or landings. I'm not like, like, uh, I don't have like a phobia of it. Cause like I've flown a lot by plane, but I just, I, like, have to read the emergency pamphlet. Even though, like, I know what I'll have to do, I'm just, like, afraid I'll forget <laughs> if something happens. I'm like, oh, the quiz. I didn't, st- I didn't cram. If Firestar came and told you, Brenna, you don't have to do that, would you put down that pamphlet and put your feet up? I think that's illegal. Don't do the second part. I wouldn't, I, I, I would maybe cross my leg, but... I don't know. It'd be really hard for me not to Would read you? the pamphlet. <laughs> I just get bored. What, I, what else am I going to do but read the pamphlet? Yeah, like, am I going to pull up my book? What if something goes horribly wrong and, like, I don't know, I, I end up getting, like, my nose broken by my book? I think you're supposed to have all your stuff stowed away when you ha- yeah, start a flight. Yeah, yeah. I remember, leave. okay, so, I'm sorry. I'm, like, still angry about this, but... When I came back from Germany, my parents were in first class and I was in second class, um, or in, uh, I wasn't well, mad about that. That part I was not mad about because, like, it was their anniversary yeah. and that was their trip, so I didn't care that they were in first class. Um, and this dude next to me, like, told me he was, like, uh, uh, in, like, the Air Force and he had his tray down. And, like, the lady had to come by and be like, hey, will you please, like, when we were going to land, he's like, she was like, hey, will you please put that up? And he left it down. It's like, dude, I don't care, dude. like, what you know about, like, oh, the secrets, but, like, if, if like, like, uh, air hosts or- This is the society. Yeah, they're, it's, what are they called? I'm sorry, I'm blinking. Um, the, the women and the men on the- Now, I am too now. I'm blinking. Stewards? I don't know. The people yes. who, they are, like, highly trained. Like, they don't just, like, they're, not only are they, like, highly trained in customer service, but they also are, like, trained to respond in emergency situations. So, like, if they are telling you mm-hmm. what to do, like, you should listen to them. <laughs> like, I know they're not, I don't, I don't think they qualify as, like, first responders, but, like, 
maybe they do. I, I, I am not 100% sure, but, like, flight attendants. Flight attendants. Uh, but, yeah, no. Look at us. If uh, Why would you, like, th- disregard a direct, like, order from a flight attendant? Like, I would, if a flight attendant, like, told me, you need to flip upside down, I'd be like, okay, if it's for the good of the plane. <laughs> Speaking on books, my friend was in a car accident when we were younger, and she did have a giant book in her lap, and it fractured her hip. Oh! Like, the book went in. I can't, I can't read while driving, because I get sick, so. Same. But. Same. That's terrifying. She's cool now. I'm glad. I'm glad she recovered, because that's like. (laughs) She's got a Harry Potter scar on her forehead. (laughs) Dude, you can't really see it anymore, but I know it's there. <laughs> All right. So Firestar looks up to Silverpelt and wonders which star is Skywatcher, and he hoped he found his way to Sky Clan's warrior ancestors, because if any cat deserved to walk among the stars, it was Skywatcher. Really, honestly, he earned it. He did so honestly, much. Mm-hmm. Firestar wakes to moonlight shining into the cave. This must be, oh, this is um, three nights later. Oh, I was going to like, he wakes up? Yeah, no, this is three nights later. So he wakes up in the cave. Short Whisker wasn't there. He's outside by the river, and it's where he was the three nights before when they sat vigil for Skywatcher. Shit. Short Whisker. Hmm? I want to be like, dude, you can't sleep, you know. Short Whisker jumps when Firestar approaches, a defensive look in his eyes. Firestar says he gets the feeling he's not happy, and he can tell him if anything's wrong. Short Whisker says nothing is wrong. Everything's fine. There's just... so many cats. Especially when everyone sleeps together in the den. He's used to living on his own with his housefolk. This was... this was like the... Like it, Cherry and um, uh, Sparrow Paws Buddy that they brought along, right? Yes. Previously Hutch. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was like. I was trying to place this cat, and I was like, Who are you? Well, Firestar tells him that he was a kitty pet too. (gasps) We don't really dwell on this though, and he felt the same way when he joined the clan. But he tells Short Whisker that he'll get used to it. And soon he'll wonder how he ever managed to sleep without his clanmates around him. Soon you'll be indoctrinated. Maybe. <laughs> and then maybe you'll become leader and you'll have to go sleep in a den alone and be really sad about it. <laughs> then you get a cool GF. Firestar. Your, like, best GF ever and she'll, she'll stay there with you. Well, Maybe. Short Whisker doesn't sound convinced. And Firestar gets the sense that he wants to be alone, so he returns to the den, wondering what he could do to make Short Whisker feel more comfortable in the clan. Maybe some pride in his hunting would do the trick. A couple days later, Firestar returns from hunting with Leaf Dapple and Sparrowpaw to find the camp almost empty. Uh-oh. The only cats they find is Clovertail and her kits. I mean, we, d- we do... We don't really have that many people, so, like, if they're all doing duties, it might... Yeah. Well, Clovertail says that they're getting strong and active, 
And if there's trouble, Bounce Kit is sure to be at the bottom of it. <laughs> bounce Kit. I love how much she, she's like, I know my kids. This is the one that will cause chaos. Firex, our sons are doing very well, and we'll be ready for mentors soon. They're short on warriors, so Clovertail might have to mentor one herself. It's not really ideal, but... Yeah, it's kind of a no-no, but... Clovertail's eyes widen in dismay. I've got no idea how to mentor an apprentice. Firestar suggests that maybe it's time she started joining patrols. Be sure she'll learn quickly. Clover says she couldn't possibly. Her kids still need her. Who would keep an eye on them if she weren't here? Firestar looks at the mischievous kiss and thinks she probably has a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He asks where every cat went, and Clover says they went with Sandstorm to train, and she gestures up the gorge. Firestar leaves Leaf, Dapple, and Sparrowpaw with Clovertail and the kits, and finds Sandstorm with Cherry Paw, Sharp Claw, Short Whisker, and Patchfoot, in a wide, flat area with a sandy floor. Cherry Paw pounces on Sandstorm, and they roll. Sandstorm breaks free and praises Cherry Paw. If she were a fox, she wouldn't fancy meeting her. She got the leap and the claw action just right. Sandstorm calls Short Whisker next, and tells him to pretend she's a fox trying to get into the nursery. Short Whisker hesitates. Sandstorm tells him impatiently to come on. She's had time to eat a couple of kits by now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Short Whisker leaps, claws extended, but he misjudges the distance and lands just in front of Sandstorm. She cuffed him over the ears with both paws. Short Whisker lets out a growl of frustration. Sandstorm tells him not to worry. Try again. No, Short Whisker says. Oh. I've had enough for now. Oh. He backs away. Sandstorm gives him a questioning stare, then nods. Okay, we'll have another session tomorrow. Short Whisker leaves the training area. Firestar catches up to him. Short Whisker says he's sorry. He knows he messed up. He's never going to get it right. He feels so awkward trying to train with all the other cats watching. Mm. Firestar says it's the same for every cat. He can understand how he feels, but for Star Clan's sake, why didn't he just tell Sandstorm that? She's not unreasonable. She'd give him one-on-one -on -one lessons if he asked. <laughs> she is very scary. Yeah, she, yeah, she's like really intimidating. And like, to be fair, dude, you used to be like very nervous around her too. Short Whisker says he doesn't want to give her any trouble. She works so hard already. Firestar promises her him that it's not any trouble. Would he like to practice with him now? No cats watching. Short Whisker's eyes brighten. Would you really? Of course, he says. So Sandstorm had been teaching them how to get on an enemy's back so it's harder for them to get at you. Firestar tells him to come at him. Short Whisker leaps and Firestar sidesteps him. Short Whisker hit the ground but managed to rake his paws down Firestar's side. Good, Firestar says. Short Whisker says he missed him, though. Firestar grits his teeth. Did this cat have to see the bad in everything? <laughs> He's just a little ne negative little Nancy. Little negative Nancy. Little, little negative no, Nancy Claw. He's just a little... He's just, you know, it takes all types of cats. Yeah. The Firestar says that he still got a hit in. So try again, but this time to keep fighting until he says to stop. Firestar crouches, waiting for Short Whisker to leap. 
and then Firestar relaxes for a moment when Short Whiskers' gaze drifted to a butterfly fluttering past. The leap took him by surprise. Sneaky, he grunted as Short Whiskers landed on him, driving the breath from his body. <laughs> nice trick. Short Whiskers gripped his shoulders with his paws, then bit down into his neck first. Ooh. Firestar, like his scrub, oh, you know, yeah. it was, gently, just, it was like, sure. oh, just suddenly things got real. Firestar rolled on his back and tried to get a hit in. Short Whiskers lost his grip, paws flailing as he tried to hit Firestar again. Firestar pants. That'll do. Short Whisker gets to his paws. He didn't hurt him, did he? Firestar's flank is stinging, but he shakes his head. He says that was great. He's got the makings of a dangerous fighter. Really? Short Whisker asks, eyes glowing from the praise. Really, Firestar assures him. There's no need for him to feel ashamed in front of any other cats. Short Whisker shrugs. He'll get used to it sooner or later. And he says he'll practice on his own for a bit if that's okay. And Firestar says that's fine. The other training session is breaking up when Firestar goes back to them. The Sky Clan cats are heading back to camp, while Sandstorm sat in the middle of the training space grooming sand out of her fur. Firestar tells her about his talk with Short Whisker. And Sandstorm promises to get him some training on his own. But she's less worried about him than Clovertail. She hasn't been to a single training session yet. Firestar points out that she's still taking care of her kits. Sandstorm says her kits are old enough to be left for a short while. They could come and watch for Star Plant's sake. Firestar says not to worry. The kits will be apprenticed soon. Then she'll see that she has to join in. But remember, she hasn't been a clan cat long. Yeah, I hope. Sandstorm sniffs. When she was made a warrior, she promised to protect and defend the clan. How does she expect to keep her promise if she never learns to fight? Firestar urges her to give Clovertail some t She doesn't understand what that promise means yet. One day, she will. The sooner, the better, Sandstorm mutters. They strolled back to camp and settled together on top of the rock pile in the sun. Firestar looks down on the camp. Patchfoot is sitting by the river getting a drink. Cherrypaw and Sparrowpaw are play-fighting. Their mentors looked on and offered advice. Clovertail and her kits had crossed the river, and the kits were exploring the rocks near the water. Sandstorm says this reminds her of sunning rocks. The warm rock, the sound of the river. She wonders what the others are doing back home. Graystripe will keep the clan safe, Firestar says. He trusts him more than any cat. But homesickness flooded over him. He believes Skywatcher's promise that ThunderClan was safe. Which... We've had a new book come out that's from Graystripe's point of view during yeah, this time. Yeah, mentioned. Clan's... I mean, it's fine. No spoilers. Not very fine. Well... Okay. We have, like, three arcs to get through. I know. I'm just saying. You're gonna forget about this by the time we get anywhere near yeah. there. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, it's not spoilers to say everything works out, because no one's dead when we get back. I feel like I shouldn't believe you, but this is, like, a beautiful moment to end on, because I'm sure chaos is going to reign at any moment now. 
I have a few more, few more. Things. Oh, okay. Well, one more. Okay. This is a beautiful moment for reflection, but I am sure chaos is going to rain at any second now. So he believes that ThunderClan was safe, but he wanted to see his clan deputy and best friend more than anything. Sandstorm stroked him gently with her tail. I wonder how Sorrelpaw's getting on with Dustpelt. She laughs. She'd love to see one of their training sessions. Firestar echoes her laugh. Let's hope Dustpelt survives. They're gonna give him a much harder prentice. Sorrelpaw is a, is a test. <laughs> a terrified shriek from below cuts him off. Uh-oh. Clovertail is at the edge of the river, fur fluffed out twice her size. And for a heartbeat, Firestar can't find the kick. Oh, what? And that's where we'll end today. Uh, you're so mean. I was like, let's end I'm on like a nice, mean. peaceful note. And you're like, nah, <laughs> nah. Let's put some kits in danger, folks. Put some kits in danger, folks. When aren't they? That is fair. The world's a dangerous place. Well, folks, it's dangerous, but take us with you. Uh, in your ears um in fact if you want to keep hearing us in your ears um a great way to support the podcast is to shut up i'm 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 doing my best here a great way to support us is uh to leave us a rating and a review on your uh podcast uh place of your choice um you can also uh you know i would say if you want to share the this week's episode with a friend if you think that they might enjoy it please do yeah. or just like say hey listen to this wacky podcast um skip like maybe the first 10 episodes because they eventually learn uh how to do it better um we eventually learn how a good podcast should sound. Yeah, they they figure it out. Um, hey, yeah. But, you know, uh, we really appreciate everyone who listens. And, uh, again, like I said at the beginning, uh, if you want to contact us, you can do so at WCWITCast oh, whoa, at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at WCWITCast on there as well. Um, and thank you to everyone who has left us a review. Um, it really yes. helps. And, uh, you know, any promotion you guys do, it's, it's all word of mouth for us. Uh, and, uh, yes. we appreciate that so very much. So very, very much. Cause I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs>